1: to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you
0: Stu and Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Show. I'm Stu Whiffin, joining me always, Blake Harrison. How are you doing? Very good, mate. Very good. How are you? Not bad, not bad. Spoiling them this week, aren't we? We're spoiling them. You've already had your pre-295,
1: and now look look at our faces again. Because we weren't necessarily going to do this. There was these amazing announcements about three fights to kick off the three first pay-per-views of the year next year. And we were like, well, do we do a thing about that? Don't we do a thing about that? We're not sure. But then we realized we kind of have some interesting news to tell all you uh, listeners and watchers and all that Mm. thing. Um, all that thing, that makes no sense. Um, but uh yeah, and we thought, do you know what, we'll give you a little bit of little bit of news and info that we have about our little show and how things are gonna change. And we'll do that alongside an announcement of all of these amazing fights that the UFC are kicking off next year with in January, February, and March at their pay-per-views, and maybe a couple of other little tidbits of news as well. Mm. Uh so, Stu, do you wanna uh let the uh, the fans know about what changes are going to be made on the show.
0: Yes, absolutely. So we we kind of umdenied about how to do this, and we was like, well, do we do do this big big announcement? And and we was like, oh, do you know what? Look, we talked to uh, the listeners week in week out. So let's just have a chat about what we're doing. And because you've been with us from the beginning, and we want to sort of really sort of take it up a level, really. And and so we thought we'd just kind of bring you along for the ride and just kind of explain what we're doing. So so what we've done is we've built a studio, like a, a, a TV studio or a YouTube studio. I don't know if you call them TV studios anymore, a content studio. I don't know, media we're, we're studio. A,
1: we're old. It's like the wireless studio. Is that what yeah. it is? The,
0: the old. <laughs> yeah. The wireless studio. And it will be in full Technicolor, not black and white like it was when I was a wee one. Um, <laughs> Or like our beards. (laughs) Or like our beards, yeah. Um, And so basically we built this studio and and it looks amazing. And it's got a big sort of sports desk um, and a big digital sort of big TV screen behind us. So we can sort of reference points and, and, you know, it's basically going to be like a... A TV show that you can watch, where Blake and I will be having guests in, and we'll be having guests kind of coming in on the screen as well. If they can't get to the studio, Um, we've already secured some incredible guests um, that that I won't sort of jinx because we've not we've not not filmed them yet. But I I guess what we're saying is, you're still going to get your. If you're a podcaster, uh, a podcast fan, and you're listening to us, then you're still going to get that. Don't worry, nothing will change there. But we would urge you. Um, over the coming weeks, when we start to kind of put content out that we filmed at uh, the studio, to, to to head over to YouTube and subscribe over there and give it a little watch, because we kind of stumbled into this podcast through a sort of chance meeting, and and we've just kind of gathered a bit of momentum on it. You know, we've we've been become accredited with the UFC, and we've been so blessed to have got to these events, and and you know. Uh, under the, the, the guise of media and we've got to kind of, you know, be caged side and watch all the action. It's been so much fun and, and we've, you know, and, and Blake's been doing more and more bits and pieces for, for TNT Sport in the, the MMA arena and so, it's, it's all just kind of gathered a lot of sort of pace and it's like, well look, what can we do with the show to kind of sort of keep up with everything else that seems to be rolling really nicely? Let's, let's take it up a level and try and turn it into something that's, a regular watch where you can you can see the guests and it's kind of a bit more like a kind of i don't know it's not going to be a breakdown of sort of statistics or anything is it it's just going to be no. much the same yes. as what you're listening to now but it's going to look a lot more pleasing
1: and hopefully we'll get more people face to face like what we've had with with bruce barlock buffer and uh we had a little small chat with molly mccann at one point face to face and i think it just adds something doing it doing it face to face so don't get me wrong me and Stu are still idiots, and we still don't know what we're doing. So it's very likely that we're going to get some very crazy important technical. Diff- yes, it's going to be don't expect technical technical any
0: sort of like leap up in levels of intellect. That's, oh, that's no. never going to go. No, anywhere.
1: no, no. No, <laughs> if anything, it will deteriorate with the older we get. So this is
0: there'll be more for us the, to do. So this is we can't multitask. This
1: this is prime. You're getting us at our prime right now. It ain't getting better than this. But this is the platinum level quality, shit right here. <laughs> the visual quality will get better. And the fact that we'll be face-to-face, hopefully, yeah. with a lot of these fighters now will get better. We will still have the ability to, you know, do the old Zoom chats and all that kind of stuff. And me and um, you'll be face-to-face,
0: but, yeah. which we don't I do very you'll often. you'll be
1: face-to-face. We don't do very often. and um, mm. People can see the... Uh, huge discrepancy in our complexions with you being mm. this kind of tanned, orange Essex man and me being this I was going to lean towards bronze corpse. Adonis,
0: but you you, you just kind no. of uh, didn't go quite no, as positive no. there. No, you,
1: you look like you've been tangoed and I look like I need a blood transfusion. That, Absolutely. That's sort of
0: how we look. Um, <laughs> anyway, look, so, pipe down, yeah, Casper. So it. We can We can, <laughs> we can talk about it. <laughs> we can, uh, so so that's all coming now so if you've not been over to our youtube channel you can watch all of these chats that we're having now um we put them up in this or the format of the zoom video i would urge you to go and watch the bruce buffer one because that's a, a, a kind of representation of the sort of thing that you're going to get really high quality um recording of of, of of a great chat and uh but this you know moving forward it will be in this the, the new studio head over to our socials um because when this episode drops we'll we'll put up a little uh, a few pictures of, of the studio, so you can get a, a, a yes. look at it as well. And uh, and then hopefully, like I say, over the next few weeks, we've got some recordings planned, and uh, and then you'll start to see what we churn out from there. And uh, and we're really, I'm we're really excited, right? You, you come yeah. down the studio, and and we had a hangout in there the other day, and we just got some some we got a lovely bit of art coming soon. Um, we. Um, We've got a nice big – I found a, a, one of my old UFC posters from the very first UFC event I went to and, uh, and sort of dug dug that out and got that framed, and uh, that's up on the wall. So there's lots of cool stuff. found my little MMA figures and, uh, and yeah, and, and also um, – I'll shout him out, um, and I hope I pronounce this right. Uh, it's Yeklar, Yekal Art. Y E K A L Yekal Art has, has designed us an amazing piece of artwork that he's just told me is in the post. So that's gonna be going up on the wall as well. And uh, and we'll show you all of this obviously when uh, when everything is, is, is rolling and filming. We'll uh, we'll give you a proper studio tour and and, and uh but Ultimately, to go back to where we started, I want you to all be part of the ride. So you're going to see us make mistakes. You're going to see us... I'm probably going to do multiple kind of David Brent, Michael Scott's kind of despondent sort of looks at the camera and, and not really know what's going on Well, with me with my seasoned pro actor next to me knowing exactly what to do. And uh, so, yeah, ex- expect lots of kind of hiccups and glitches because we are not good with technology, neither of us. So... Uh, expect to see all sorts of things uh, going wrong, but we'd rather than sort of...
1: I'd be more at home on like an Amish farm than (laughs) I am in like modern day Britain. (laughs) So...
0: (laughs) Yeah, so uh, my Amish colleague and I will um, will deliver some. Uh, I imagine there'll be more bloopers than actual content, but uh, but we want you there for all of it. So that's coming soon. Anyway, that was what we wanted to tell you. Um, but we also want to talk about what the UFC have told us this week, which is some huge yes. fight announcements. Right.
1: Yes, so as usual, Dana White likes to do his uh, what's up everybody, shouting to the camera, I'll get some fights for you, bits, and uh, it's actually some good ones. There's some fun ones. Let's start with the first fight, which is uh, January in Toronto. Now, there was a lot of people worried because they thought that the uh, main event of Toronto uh, UFC 297 would be uh, Myra Breno-Silva versus Raquel Pennington for the vacant bantamweight belt because Juliana Pena's injured. Uh, That is still on the card. That's the co-main event. But people were like, if that's headlining, (laughs) they've got some they're going to have some problems with the old pay-per-view buys. In steps, Sean Strickland in his first title defense after beating Adesanya against the guy who We should be fighting, not Hamzat Shemaev, although I think had his hand not been injured, he probably would have been involved. But it's not Hamzat Shemaev. It's the rightful number one contender, Drikus Duplassi. This is a really, really interesting fight. Stu, how do you feel about the fight being announced? And how do you feel Uh, about the fact that Drikas is actually getting the shot that I feel he deserves?
0: little stat for you. Oh, here we go. Strickland uh, Duplessis is the first undisputed middleweight title fight in six years that doesn't feature Adesanya.
1: (gasps) Oh, look at you dropping some knowledge. (laughs) Oh, Grandad Whiffin. I was there when Adesanya didn't even have the belt. There was a young man called Christopher (laughs) Weidman. Oh, Look, I like I'm, that. I like that
0: stat. I'm happy about this fight. Um, I um, I, I didn't enjoy uh, Hamset's last outing, and uh, and the, the, How the, could
1: the, you? see. Yeah, that's mental. That was a good and, fight.
0: Yeah, and the the. the I don't oh. know. I I just think. Mister, stand up. Yeah, go on. How <laughs> <laughs> how bad's that hand? Like, how bad is it?
1: Well, what I heard was that he tore a bunch of ligaments in it, and I think from from my you know doctorate degree that I have from uh, you know St Thomas' Hospital, mm. uh, I believe that ligaments take longer to heal than like even bone breaks and things like that. Okay. So uh, okay. that's that's what I've heard on the old grapevine. Mm.
0: So, rightfully, Drickus gets the shot, and yes. uh, totally deserves it. You know, he's he's not the star that. That Shmaev is, we know that, um, but he's, you know, he's the 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 rightful um, fighter to be to to be going for this. I don't, I don't really know on this one. I think this is quite an interesting one because, well, we've had to just rewire our brains because Sean yes. Strickland is the champ. And it's yes. a conversation that I'd, I'd never even considered that I'm now talking about Sean Strickland's first defence of the middleweight title. It's madness. Um It really is. Can know, I just put-, put that into...
1: I, I don't want to interrupt you, but can I just put that into perspective for everyone? <laughs> Please. Like, just like... What so both and both these guys because all right, was on a win streak, but he was gassing out all over the place and getting lucky to have uh, wins. So, one year ago, one year ago today, as far as I'm aware, we look back at these two gentlemen and um, Drickus Duplessis was building up to the Darren Till fight where. I think, I can't remember who he'd just beaten beforehand, but it was not by no means an amazing performance. It was one of those, you know, uh, again, just smashing forward, maybe gassing out a bit. The Darren Till fight itself that came up after this point, he lost round two, in my opinion, and then somehow just kept taking Darren Till down because I think we can all say that Darren Till... Mentally has not quite been right for a, a long, long time. Then I think he went out there and, and defeated Brunson. And uh, and then he's had this crazy fight over Whitaker post the nose job. So pre-nose job, dricker's Duplessis a year ago was about to fight Darren Till in a fight where he looked terrible in the second round. Sean Strickland had just been KO'd by Pereira and was building up to a fight with Jared Cadoneer that he would go on to lose. If you'd have said last year, oh, Trickus Duplessis and and Sean Strickland are headlining in January of of next year, you'd go, oh, that's an Apex main event. Mm. But no, it is the headliner of a pay-per-view card in which Strickland is defending the middleweight title. The Leaps and Bounds that these two have gone on over the last 12 months is absolutely staggering in this terms of where UFC they are in so their careers fun, now.
0: Yeah. This is what makes UFC so much fun. You, you, Bonkers. You know, it, it feels to me when you look at boxing and, you know, that, that there's a, a bit of a sort of trajectory that you can follow and, and a bit of a narrative that you presume he's going to play out because there's very few sort of regular fights and there's so much money tied up in it. And, you know, the, the, the story's laid out. Whereas the UFC, like, it is just, let's give the fans what they want. Sometimes let's not give them the, the, you know, the fights that are probably on paper should happen. But funnily enough, that is obviously what we're getting with this. We are getting drinkers, which is probably not... That the fighter UFC would want in that, they, I'm sure they would much rather have Hamzat. But it's happening, and I don't know. I mean, we know that Sean Strickland's cardio's insane. Like we we know that that's never going to be a problem. Um, we don't know huge amounts about his, his his grand game, and I think we've seen we've seen him out strike Israel Adesanya. Which is yeah. crazy. And yes, he's not built the way that Dricus is built, is he? But he's still got insane knockout power. You know, we see what he done to, to Pereira. Um, I don't think... I don't know how this fight's going to go. I'm really struggling to make a call on it. I, I, I think... I don't think Strickland is going to stand and trade with him because I do think, and I can't believe I'm saying this stuff. Sean Strickland's boxing is really, really good, um, and and I think he's got a good chance of. I don't know. Maybe it was just a massive clash of styles against Easy that just enabled what happened happened, and maybe Easy was having a bad day. And I'm I'm not trying to take that much away from Sean Strickland, but. I don't know. Do you you see him beating Drickus?
1: Honestly, I don't know. And that's something I'm going to ask you in a bit to rank the three fights we're going to talk about in order of your excitement for it. And I think Mm. I can talk a little bit more about that then. But I honestly don't know. And I think that's one of the most intriguing things is I don't think we know enough about either of these fighters yet because Strickland... Could have made vast improvements over the last year after getting knocked out by Pereira. And we're now seeing a Sean Strickland that is not a reflection of the Sean Strickland we saw before. Strickers du Place post-nose job could be <laughs> this cardio machine mm. now where he was gassing
0: out left, right, and centre beforehand. And also, or- we should we should stress that as much as it was a shock that Sean Strickland done what he done. It was a massive shock that Duplessis done what he'd done to Robert Whitaker. Uh, absolutely. And that's why it's like, were both those guys, Izzy
1: and Whitaker on the decline? And these two caught them at the right time? Or are they that good? Have they improved that much? Which is going to be fascinating to see. But let's, let's move on to the second fight, February. There is no location yet, as far as I'm aware. From what I'm hearing from other, I say other journalists, we're not journalists. Uh, From people in the MMA media space, they're looking at potentially Phoenix, Arizona, or potentially Las Vegas for the February card. Volk versus Tapuria. I suppose my immediate question is, is this too soon for Volk? It's not January. He wanted to fight in January, but is February still too soon for Volk?
0: I'm presuming he... If it's late Feb, then I'm imagining he'll get Christmas out of the way, then go into camp. I presume that will be the plan. So that's going to give him another good few months to recover before camp starts. You know, we're recording this early, early November. Um, I don't think you're going to stop Volk from fighting. Um, well, it, me it, personally. You're not. <laughs> I mean, you're not. So just don't even consider it, mate. There's I don't no know, point, mate. I d- no did a little bit of grappling
1: in. this morning. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Um... Well, uh, and, and so let's let's look at Volk, right? He's he's coming off of of, of two losses, right? And uh, well, well, well not one because he no, had
1: the Rodriguez win.
0: Sorry, the Rodriguez. Fight. So it, the two losses he's had, right, have not been in his. He's weight, you know. He's natural yep. weight class, right? So he went up, and arguably, you know, some people say won the first fight with, with, with Islam. The last one, you know, uh, uh, you know what happened, what happened, and it was horrible to see. As big fans of Volk, former two-time guest of the show, um, so I'm, I'm worried that in that weight division, age starts to catch up with fighters. Now, mm-hmm. uh, up until the Islam fights, we was all saying how Volk was pan for pan the best, and you know he's incredible. So I don't want to, I don't want to sort of be too damning on on on, um, on yeah. Volk because I think he's a phenomenal fighter, and I'm going to try and park up what I saw a couple of weeks ago. So, in his natural weight, we saw him go back and and, and fight Yahya and, and look amazing, right? So. In theory, are we going to see Volk in his natural weight class be the fighter that we've seen Volk perform at, at that weight for the last, you know, few years because he's been phenomenal? What kind of dangers does Ilya Purei offer that some of the people that he's beaten comfortably don't? Because are we seeing are we seeing a fighter st- Starting to maybe tip into decline in the the latter years, versus somebody who is literally approaching the early stages of their peak because he's looking fucking devastating, uh, and he's so well rounded. As he's Volk, I'm now I'm not I'm not damning on on, on, on Volk because it it, you know I don't want that to come across. I'm the biggest Volk fan. And nothing would make me happy to see him beat be uh, to Purier. Um, you wonder how much that's going to dent his confidence, that, that stoppage to Islam. Um, there's so much to talk about. How do, how do you see this one playing out?
1: I don't know how I see it playing out. I mean, I suppose we'll get into that come. come.
0: Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: And when we're doing like the pre-shows and all Mm. that stuff, I think uh, for me, the big question is just, is this too soon for Volk? Is, uh, you know, a knockout loss in... October, quite a devastating knockout loss as well. Never, ever seen Volk like that, ever. Is that, is four months, or maybe slightly less than four months, but about four months, is that enough time to get over such a devastating knockout loss? The talk about the kind of like mental health aspects of everything as well that he had after the fight. And he's going up against a guy that has dynamite in his right hand. He, but he can he can really lay one on Volk, and he's a guy that is at his peak um, uh, physically. He's an athletic kind of specimen. He has very very good wrestling, and he's got a really big shot in in his kind of like overhand right. Is it something Volk has never seen before? Probably not. No. But the question is going to the question before every single Volkanovski fight from now on, because he's thirty five and because he's in the lower weight classes, every single fight is going to be: Is he going to be that half second slower? Is he going to be just that little step off the pace where it just took him a quarter of a second longer to see that punch or slip that punch yeah. over and it hit him? I mean, he said in the after the Islam fight oh, I just couldn't pull the trigger. I just couldn't. I, I found it really difficult to pull the trigger. Now, is that someone that just took a fight on 12 days notice? That's what I like to think. That's, a, that's someone who took a fight on 12 days notice. The sharpness wasn't there. They haven't sparred. They haven't been in there, all that. However, it's not uncommon for fighters to get older and say, I just can't pull the trigger anymore. I can't. Do- so it is possible that we could be seeing, and I don't want to say that. I love Volk, huge Volk fan, but we have to try and be as object- objective as possible. And there is a world in which he's hit thirty five and things are gonna deteriorate for him.
0: Right. Let's 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 ask this question. Right. So had they offered him that last minute fight against Islam and he went no no I've got uh, Tapurier. Yep. How different would this conversation be?
1: Oh, very. Very. Well, my my thing would still be, I don't know how good Ilya is. He's 14-0. and 0. He's not yeah. fought anyone of Volk's pedigree yet. So it's a huge step up for Ilya Teporia. Who was However, his last fight against?
0: Who did, did Teporia be Was last it Bryce
1: time, Mitchell or was it Josh Emmett or someone like that? Josh Emmett. Josh Emmett. And before that, was it Bryce Mitchell? Uh, yeah, Bryce Mitchell. Before a... that, Jai Herbert. Before that, Ryan Hall, Damon Jackson. So no one on that list, no one is even close to Volkanovski's level. We know Volkanovski's beat Max Holloway three times. No one's close to Max Holloway's level in that group. So it's a huge step up for Ilya Toporia. So for sure, I'd be saying, well, we don't know. Ilya could do it because he's, he's, he seems like he's a really good fighter. He's undefeated. Yeah. No one's beaten him before. But I would say Volk would be the favorite. Going into that fight. I think Volk probably still would be the favourite going into that fight. However, now that the Islam fight has happened, now that we've seen Volk beaten twice in the space of a year, albeit in two very different fashions, but by the same guy. And but seeing him laid out in that way, I think can dent your confidence. It can get into your head. You're fighting a guy with knockout power. And also Ilya Taporia will be going into that fight going, Oh, I've got you at exactly the right time. Um, So, yeah, it would be a very, very different conversation had we not just seen the Islam-Makachev fight. Mm. But this is the world we're living in and it's going to be super interesting.
0: That fight was on 12 days' notice. Yes. And, you know, he didn't look like he was in shape-shape.
1: No, he he didn't. He looked soft. He looked soft. uh,
0: Yeah. And I I think we're going to see – I think we'll we'll see a premium – Level Volk in this fight, yeah. I think, because it's shit or bust, really, isn't it? It's like you know, and I'm not saying that you know, obviously, you know, he's not going to get cut from the UFC, but you know, if he loses this, he loses his strap, uh, and you just worry when you hear them kind of words that he was saying in that post-fight uh, conference. You just think, yeah. how how much would that? not help that situation if all of a sudden you're beating again without a strap. Like, you know, I, I, yeah. I'm going to remain positive and and I think we're going to, we're going to see a, a rejuvenated and uh, and we're going to see Volk at his weight class doing what he does best.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, in the lead up to the Makachev fight, or was it after the, no, it might've been after the Makachev. I can't remember. It was either in the pre-show for the Makachev fight or the post-show for the Makachev fight. I painted a very bleak picture for Volkanovski uh, obviously hoping it doesn't come to fruition, but I said we could be looking at Makachev knocking him out. Then he goes and fights to Tepuria too quickly, and February still might be too quickly. He gets knocked out again by a guy with a huge right hand, and then he's desperate to claw that back because Volk deserves an immediate rematch. For me, my rule is you defend that belt three times, you should get an immediate rematch. Yeah. Volk could get an immediate rematch, and we could see him get knocked out in October, knocked out in February, and then he comes back in May or June and he could get knocked out again.
0: Like, that. I can't is... believe you're saying these words out loud.
1: I know. But but that is a world we could be living in. Like, I'm just saying, I don't want it to happen. I am mm. one of the biggest Volkanovskis fan. I will message Volk and tell him good luck before every fight and congratulations after the fight. And I after the Islam fight, I sent him a DM on Instagram and I was like, you know, don't reply to this, but... After everything you said, and I I sent him a message just, um, you know, trying to tell him he's not alone. I don't want to go into it too much and all that kind of stuff, but like, um, I'm a huge Volk fan, he is my favorite fighter, yeah, um, both in the cage and out of the cage. He's my favorite fighter, and he's been so kind to us. But I feel like my job on here. Is not to be a Volk fanboy. Of course, of course. It's to be an objective observer for mm-hmm. the fans, so that they get a well-rounded view of, of what's going on, and, and they get absolutely. my absolutely uh, honest opinions on all this kind of stuff. So I'm hoping that Volk agree goes out there
0: anymore, and I yeah. just want him to smash the life out of Ilya am I'm, yeah. I'm biased, I'm balanced, but I hope he does that. Mm. Sounds
1: very. I'm biased. Um, but, uh, but no, but look, we said it just in, in case he, he listens. Look, Volk, we love you. Um, but uh, yeah, let's move on to O'Malley and Cheeto Vera. You're rubbing your hands. Should mm. Vera be getting this shot?
0: Yeah. Really? Yeah. Go
1: on. Ex- you, sell me on why Cheeto Vera should be getting the shot at Sean O'Malley.
0: Because, well, he's got the win over him, right? Yeah. And and Sugar refuses to acknowledge that. Okay. And so I think the narrative is there for a fun f- I mean, I was watching Ariel the other day and uh, Sugar's on there. And in the middle of it, uh, as if by magic, uh, Cheeto rings him, like rings uh, Ariel and he's like, Oh, 've I've got sugar in the studio and like, and then straight away they just fucking go at it. I think what we see here is a really good fight for the fans uh I think we're gonna see the some serious hands being thrown in here. This is the sort of fight I want. To see Sugar Sean in, and this is the sort of fight I'd love to see Cheeto Vera in. I think we're in for an absolute fucking treat with this fight. I am so excited about it. Who do you think should be in their fight in O'Malley? Mirab. Yeah, but come on.
1: You know that Vera is one and one in his last two fights. Mm. Only six months, seven months ago, he lost to Corey Sandhagen. Mm. So... Vera does not deserve this shot. Listen, like if I like, I love Corey Sandhagen. I'm a huge Corey Sandhagen fan. I really uh, want to uh, what see what was him. He,
0: What's his full name?
1: Well, former guest of the show, Corey Sandhagen. Correct. Um, you know, we look back on that, and it's like Corey Sh- Sandhagen. He's on a three-fight win streak. Before that, he got beat by Peter Yarn for the interim belt in a really close but good fight. I do think Yarn beat him, but it was a good fight. Before that, he was shafted in a split decision against TJ Dillashaw, which, as far as I'm concerned, he absolutely won that fight.
0: So Corey's last outing was fucking drab, though.
1: No, it didn't. He like smash up his arm mid-fight, and he, then he's like, done well, what he to had to, to do to down. win
0: and it was it wasn't a spectacle for fans right it, it i love something Corey like Sandagen.
1: tore his tricep or something like that and he still carried on the fight and just dominated right. absolutely dominated vera vera had no sorry not vera, well he did vera as well but um rob font had nothing for him yeah nothing sandhagen so, is a well-rounded guy that can flying frankie edgar and then just absolutely wrestle the hell out of rob font or
0: tito vera or whoever it is and just give him nothing so that that fight happens at some point, right? I I think that he fights Sugar at some point. Now at the moment, yeah, we know that like um, Mirab deserves the shot, right? We know that, right? But. I think when they all sit around that table, going right, okay, so Sugar's the star. He's the star now. He's, you know, Connor. Let, let's just presume that we're not going to see him fight again, right? So Sugar's the the face of UFC now. He's the superstar, isn't he? He's the the casuals are loving O'Malley. You know, everything about him screams rock star. So, who do we want him to fight? Okay, well, look, who comes and fucking wants it, and who's going to really get involved in the trash job? I know who, and it's Cheeto. It's not Mirab. Mirab would be a great fight, but I think we know what would happen. Mirab would wrestle, 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 wrestle. And I don't think the UFC probably wants to see that. And then yeah. if he gets the belt, then what happens? Like Because there's always that thing that, well, he's never going to fight um, Aljo. So I don't know. I, I yeah, but I'm not, John might go up. I mean, I, he'll probably go Marab up. Mirab is a...
1: on a nine-fight win streak.
0: Yeah,
1: Mirab's on a nine-fight win streak, and he absolutely dom- Sean O'Malley beat Peter Yarn in a contentious decision. Yeah, Mirab dominated fifty forty-five to Peter Yarn. Mm. Like, there's again meritocracy are- in the UFC is a dirty word. It right. just does not always work, but. There is a clear deserving number one contender in that division, and his name is Mirabh Dvalishvili. Right. Chito Vera that. is one and one. I get we the know- storyline, but that's not the fight that should be made.
0: Right. Shoulda, coulda, woulda this, right? Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. So we're sitting there, right? We've we, we, we've we've eaten a tube of Pringles, right? We, we're trying to stay up, right? It's 3 a.m., right? And uh, – We've we, we had a couple of beers and we, we're watching, we're watching all the action, right?
1: Yeah,
0: I'm really getting tired, Blake. Like, what's next? O'Malley Mirab or O'Malley Cheeto? I know what I'm going to wake up to and what I'm going to be excited about. It's a more exciting fight, Blake. Right? Come on. I hate issue with him, but you are correct, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: you're right. You are right. It's
1: a, yeah, it's a more exciting fight. I mean, yeah. the, the the other thing is, you know, this this is such a huge thing for O'Malley in terms of, like, is he the new biggest star in the UFC? Like, if he knocks out Vera, he's the, the other thing that's slightly annoying me about this and one of the reasons I actually want Vera to win is because I do believe that if O'Malley wins – The bantamweight division, which is so stacked and so brilliant, is going to be just stalled. It's going to be completely held up because I do believe he's going to look for just these big money fights and he's going to try and box and he's going to try and do all these things. And I'm just going to be there looking at the likes of Corey Sandhagen and Mirab and a returning Henry Cejudo and... You know whoever else is in the the division, like like Jonathan Martinez coming through, and all these kind of things, and you're just going to go, Uh, oh, well, we're we're not really going to know who's the best guy in this division because the champion is not going to defend against the best guys. He's going to go and look for boxing matches. Or is he though? Is he? Because I think he will.
0: He he can he can chat shit on Rogan and on Ariel about and have get into it with these these boxes, right? He can do all of that, okay. But apart from Conor who, you know, he's ten times, the, you know, hundred times the star that, 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 that Sugar that uh, Sean is. The only other boxer that started saying, that was a superstar in the UFC, that started saying to Dana, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I want to box. I mean, don't get me wrong. At the time, we thought, "What? what is he doing? And we thought it would all gone wrong. And then we've seen Francis go on to do what he's done, but not in the UFC. I think if they've, they've fucking nurtured and watered like... Sugar to be the star he is, and I don't think they're going to take him to you know, get him at this level now, and then go, Yeah, 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 go and go box. Like, it ain't going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I, I think, disagree. I don't think he's got that kind of clout at the moment. Like,
1: I think he, if he knocks out Cheeto, I think he gains a huge level of, of clout, and then I think the UFC are like, Shit. We need to protect this guy a little bit. he's a huge money spinner for us now. Let's try to book him in a way that we keep the money rolling in and I understand it it's a business they've you know bought w w f for nine billion or whatever it is they've got to be making their money back in that uh you know t k o group or whatever they're called now so um yeah, I, I I do think we're going to be in a unique position at bantamweight where it's all going to get a bit muddy and a bit stale and a bit, ah, and so I I'd rather see Cheeto win. But this le- leads us on to a a question I I had before I guess. we do. Before we do, on. just
0: one last thing: Do you think Cory beats Sugar? Yeah. Yeah, I do.
1: I mean, don't get me wrong. Sugar's got that equalizer. He's got that, that skinny man power in his left hand. Mm. I you know, He's not got that Engano Pereira, I'm a big guy that's going to smash mm. you. He's got those long limbs, but somehow he cracks hard and we've seen him knock people out. We saw what he did to Aljo. He mm. could do that to Corey, but Corey's a cerebral fighter. He's so well-rounded. He's added wrestling he's long to his as well. game. He's long as well. He can match Sean O'Malley in terms of his height and length. To be fair, Vera, I think, can do that as well. And that's a fight that Sean O'Malley had trouble with. You know, Mm. Vera could, you know, kick the leg once, remind him about what happened and go upstairs. And then, you know, Sean O'Malley could get knocked out. I mean, Vera Mm. has knocked people out. He is a fun fighter at times, but then equally is Pedro Munoz's fight from what I remember wasn't the most exciting fight. Mm. Um, But anyway, let's, uh, we don't want to take too long. And this This is supposed to be just like a little chatty episode. uh, But I want you to rank your excitement levels for each fight what's your first second and third in terms of the excitement you have for watching these fights
0: i'm most excited about uh sugar Cheeto.
1: really why
0: yeah uh i, I just think it will be exciting you know uh, uh, he he he's done he's he's gone on my tits over the over the years sugar uh but you can't deny you know what what he done. Aljo was just like, "Whoa!" Yeah, and and he's a star. And so with with that comes lots of hype and lots of excitement. And and I think I, I love watching Cheeto scrap. So the, the, this this for me is like the the, the the big fight for me. What's your number one?
1: My number one is Volk. Really? Yes, I think it's going to be the highest level of mixed martial arts that we see in the cage between those three fights. I think. I really rate Tapuria. I think he's really, really good. And Volk, it goes without saying, is probably now number three pound for pound in the world. I mean, I, John Jones is an iffy one for me because if you look at what people have done over the last couple of years, Jones only beat Cyril Gant. But if you look at like the long-term career, then you say Jones should be number one because he's the greatest ever. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not about... Pound for pound shouldn't necessarily be about what you did many, many years ago. It should be about what's going on now. And I think that Volk going up in weight and giving Islam his toughest ever fight, then coming back down and beating Rodriguez, all right, then losing to Islam. But it was on 12 days notice, man, going up in weight again. And with what Volk's done over the last couple of years in his weight class, I think he, I could, I would make an argument that Islam is the number one pound pound-pound in the world and Volk's and number two. But however you slice it and dice it, I would say that the two most elite fighters combined that stand opposite each other in the first quarter of next year will be Volkanovsky, Taporia. Is it, are we going to see? Volk reclaim this kind of mantle of like, I'm the guy at featherweight. Are we going to see something brand new come in with Ilya Teporia and go, Jesus, this guy's incredible. Look what he just did to Volk. I am so excited about that fight. That's my number one. What's your number two? The Volk fight. That's the Volk fight.
0: For the same yeah. kind of reasons? Yeah, pretty much. I, I think there's there's just the, the reason he went my number one is I'm just I'm just worried he's going to get knocked out. <laughs> like me too and me too. again i wouldn't have had that conversation had i've do you know what i probably would have even islam fight um you know if that never happened because you've just seen the power in Ilya period but as we've just discussed, you know there's levels to this game, and he has yes. not been he has not been in the octagon with any you know anybody close to the level of Volk. So no. yeah, I just don't want to see Volk lose again. I can't handle it. No, I can't I,
1: handle I it. I agree. We're, we're emotionally invested, and I'm sure a lot of yeah. people listening to this show are because Volk's a really likable guy. Um, yeah. My number two is Strickland Duplessis. Mm that I just really don't want to know what's happening at middleweight, man. It's, it's yeah. just like I don't I don't understand that division anymore. You know, Duplessis smashed Robert Whitaker and finished him in the second round. Strickland, what he did to Adesanya, absolutely crazy. But also that division is going from a division that I think we maybe did like one of our first episodes was like a, the state of the middleweight division type episode. That's right. And we were talking about like who should get matched up with who and what should be going on. And I think the overall thought was the caliber of this division outside of Adesanya and Whitaker is not great. And I think we're <laughs> leading up. This. It wasn't like there, there was people oh, no. up in the top five and seven, eight that you're just like, really? Um, yeah. But now we're going to start seeing some changes. And I think, all right, the champions... Izzy, uh, um, uh, Strickland, and he's fighting Duplessis, but Izzy will have to come back at some point. Uh, Hamzat is now in there, and he's, you know, probably going to fight for the belt in his next fight, maybe.
0: Aliskarov looks amazing. Do, do you um, think we'll see Pereira come back then?
1: No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he's going to just be a a light heavyweight. now. I mean, he possibly could if that was there, but I I don't think so. I think you've got Bo Nickel. What's going to happen with him? Is the hype real Mm. with Bo Nickel? Kamaru Usman, is he going to stay at middleweight? Is Strickland actually amazing? Imagine if Strickland went on a free 4 fight title defense streak. He could do it. But what if he did? What if he beat dricker's which he absolutely could because he's a cardio machine, and dricker's has gassed before. What if Hamzat can't quite dominate him in the first? Well, dominates him in the first seven minutes, and Strickland's still I'd question, there.
0: I'd, I'd question my existence, like, and I'd question everything like is this pen reel that's in my hand if Sean Strickland (laughs) goes on a four fight win streak as the champ everything in my world would have to be questioned Sean Strickland
1: Sean Strickland is a walking glitch in the matrix that's what you're saying (laughs) exactly
0: Sean Strickland is like a
1: virus that has got into the matrix and
0: is just fucking shit up the algorithms are going mental they're like does not compute does not compute no it doesn't compute it doesn't compute it's crazy (laughs) Um, what I, I like about this, although it's the, the one I'm probably least looking forward to after three, yeah. I'm still looking forward to. Of course, it's a title fight, um, and what I'm hoping is with Drickus, I do think he'll press forward a lot more mm. than what Izzy did. You know, Izzy couldn't work out Strickland, um, and um, and we saw we saw him not knowing what to do, and and I think and, and that led to him being quite. You know, on the defensive, really, and, and not really doing what we we like to see him do. And so I, I think we're going to get a much more exciting fight with Well, Strickland's with, with not a back-foot fighter, is he? Yeah, and I think, and they're I, and both I think gonna Drickus is going to... Exactly, so I think that makes for, for some fireworks.
1: I think it's either Drickus possibly just marauds forward and knocks him out very quickly, or... Strickland does Strickland things and is there for five rounds but towards the end just starts to dominate maybe even finishes him because of the gas tank issues so who knows uh, so my third choice is obviously O'Malley and, and Vera that's all I've got left I still look it's a good fight I think the build up will be fun because I think these two will go at each other a little bit I just worry about the aftermath if if Sean wins I, j- I just don't. We've, we've discussed it already I worry for the division so uh, yeah that's the one I'm least excited about but All three of them cracking fights for the start of next year. I'm happy about all of them.
0: Absolutely. And you will get to be able to watch in full Technicolor uh, Blake and I breaking down them fights pre and post next year uh, from our new studio, which we told you about at the beginning of this episode. So what you need to do right now, just as we start to wrap this up, pop over to YouTube if you haven't already and Google MMA Fan Show. And then a little picture will pop up in a little round circle of, uh, of me, and, me and Blake's heads and uh, click that and then click the word subscribe. And then you'll get a little notification just saying new episode. And, uh, and then you'll get to watch the new studio and you'll get to see our, uh, our ugly mugs. Chatting all sorts of uh, interesting things. Uh, we should also let you know. We can let you know this one's coming soon because it's it's recorded. Blake and I sat down with uh, ten time Muay Thai world champion John Wayne yes. Parr um, and had an absolute, you know, incredible chat of him. You know, we, we know that you're big fans of Liam Harrison. Um, interview a much like Liam stories for days. Like yes. just incredible experiences, um, much like Liam as well. Moved to Thailand as a very young fighter, and uh, and, and you know, went toe to toe with the Thais to prove his you know his Muay Thai credentials. And uh, and he tells a great story, and uh, and that is coming very soon. That's all recorded and in the bag. What else, mate? Are we done? Well, the only other
1: little bit of news, which was very very surprising, was Tyler Santos has been released from the UFC which uh I don't think anyone was expecting that I mean Santos on a two fight losing streak, but to the champ- to the former champion uh, in a title fight Valentina Shevchenko in a fight that a lot of people were questioning uh whether Tyler Tyler definitely gave uh Santos the hardest fight of her career um. At that point, uh obviously that was before the Grasso fight, but Tana Santos and there was a, a kind of clash of heads in there that people were referring to and saying that the that things changed. So Tana Santos did that and then she got beat by Aaron Blanchfield. No harm in that. Blanchfield may be the best flyweight in the world at the moment. Uh and I'm assuming Santos was ranked definitely in the top five, if not in the top three. Uh and she's now gone. She's left the UFC, she's no longer in the uh UFC rankings. Uh, she has been released. I don't know how many fights she had left on her contract. And it's really interesting. We we don't really know why that is. It could be um, that, you know, something's gone on there behind the scenes that we don't know about and, and she's had to leave. It could very well be that Tyler Santos has said, I want to leave. I've got more opportunities elsewhere. Maybe she's looking at the fact that she's coming off a two-fight losing streak. She's lost to Blanchfield. Um, who is probably getting a title shot next, if not uh, after a number one contender fight, maybe with Manon Firo. And maybe she's thinking to herself, I'm not getting a title shot anytime soon. I don't really want to f- just fight a f- you know, three, four more times before getting another title shot. I've got one or two fights left on my contract. The PFL are doing a flyweight uh, kind of- You could have them league. three or four
0: fights and leave with a million dollars.
1: That's the thing. The PFL are offering that. If the UFC are paying Tyler Santos, you know, like 80 and 80 or something like that, and the PFL says, look, we'll pay you 65 flat rate, no win and loss, 65, but you win those four fights that you're guaranteed to have in a year as long as you stay fit and healthy, you've got an, a million on top of that as well. So maybe maybe that's it. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think. I think
0: the sport benefits from from these options. I think it grows yeah. the sport as a whole. It grows. It grows the PFL and and yeah. I, I I think that giving fighters options, you know, where they can because, like you say, if she's in that division now, to get that title shot, there's a lot of very hard fights that she could very well lose. That you know that she might just think, Do you know what, I can have exactly the same amount of fights in another organization, maybe earn a little less, but the jackpot at the end of it yeah. could be completely life-changing. And,
1: and the PFL, as far as I'm aware, are more inclined to give you guaranteed money, where the UFC will be like... Uh, sorry, when I was saying 80 and 80 there, I, I'm probably doing my maths wrong. I was saying like, 80 and 80, if, if you're doing 80 and 80 for the UFC, but the PFL are offering you like... 120 flat rate no you're not going to walk away with 160 but equally if you lose if you'd have lost in the UFC you would have walked away with less so I think the PFL are more inclined to give you um, uh, you know somewhere in between what you would get from a show and win, but it's flat rate, so you don't have to win. You're guaranteed that money. And I think mm. that's something that the PFL will give you. So I just realized my maths was terrible. I was giving you less <laughs> for everything uh, than just a, even a show money on the UFC, but that's, that wouldn't be correct. Um, but yeah, so I can see why fighters would, would gravitate towards that. If you're guaranteeing money that's more than just your show money in the ufc all right if you won you might have got more but you are guaranteed that that, that's maybe a good thing and as you say jackpot at the end of it million dollars huge money for these fighters and a lot of them will never get that in the ufc because even if they're champions they still have to do well to probably be earning good good money um uh, even from pay-per-view revenue and be like the top earner and all that kind of stuff Mm. So uh, I can understand it. It's great for the fighters, really good for them, great for the PFL. I'm not sure if it's great for the fans, um, because obviously Ngarnu having somewhere else to go is the right thing. I'm happy for Ngarnu. It absolutely should have happened that way. No knock on that whatsoever. But we as fans will never get to see John Jones versus Francis Ngannou now. Mm. Uh, so doesn't always work out for the fans, but... It's the right thing because it's right for the fighters who, you know, they're the ones putting their lives on the line and trying to earn, earn their food and, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Well, look, we'll see you um, for the Post 295 show uh, that will be out early next week. Uh, and in the meantime, come on, Tommy Aspinall. Let's, uh, let's get that strap.
1: Let's go, Tommy. Right. We'll
0: see you next time.
1: Bye, guys.